Section 30 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 30. J. S. Cook. I was born in Ireland, February 15, 1842, and enlisted in the service of the United States at Cleveland, Ohio, in Company C, 115th Regiment, Ohio Voluntary Infantry, August twentieth, 1864. Was captured near Franklin, Tennessee, December fifth, 1864, and confined in the Andersonville prison. On the 24th of April, 1865, I, with 2,400 other prisoners of war, was put on board the steamer Sultana at Vicksburg, Mississippi, on the Mississippi River, bound for Cairo, Illinois, and from thence to our several homes as the war was over. Most of us died more than a dozen living deaths while in prison, and looked more like candidates for the boneyard than for anything else. Nevertheless, when we heard the news that we were going home and back to God's country, we felt light-hearted and merry as we thought of seeing our girls again. While General Bangs walked down the gangway, the boys following him saw the old flag floating from the jack-staff. They cried for joy and hugged each other like schoolgirls. But alas, our joy was of short duration. We arrived at Memphis, Tennessee on the evening of the 26th of April, left there the same night, and steamed up the river. When about eight miles above Memphis, one of the boilers exploded while most all on board were sleeping. What a scene of consternation! I pray God to never let me witness anything like it again. Men lying in all imaginable shapes, some crying, some praying, many who, perhaps, never prayed before for God to help them until it was too late, some with legs broken or arms smashed, and some scalded and mangled in all ways. Those who were not disabled seemed to be at a loss to know what to do. Many of them stuck to the burning boat until the flames drove them off, and they went down in squads to rise no more. After the survivors were picked up and placed in the hospital at Memphis, there were only six hundred, half of whom were nearly dead. Many of these were picked off the tops of trees, as the river had overflown its banks so that it was ten miles wide. I, with my bunkmate, J.C. Coke, was lying close to the bell on the hurricane deck. The smokestack fell on the other side, which crushed it down on the next deck below, and buried us up under a lot of boards, so that I thought for some time I could not extricate myself. When I got on to my feet, Coke spoke to me, and I answered him, and seeing what was the matter, I turned around to get a board to take with me to be of use in the water. I looked around for Coke, but could not see him, and never have since. This was the saddest part of my experience, as he was the only son of his father, and I had something to do with his enlisting. It so affected the old man and grieved him that he died partially insane some years after. Now my choice was between drowning and burning to death. I chose the former, and scrambled to the edge of the boat 
and jumped overboard into the icy cold water. I could not swim very much, and floated down the stream about as fast as the boat, so that I could see everything that was going on. In my voyage I came in contact with a large log floating downstream and got upon it, but found that the log wanted to be on top of the water only half of the time, so I gave up that ship and clung to the little board until almost on the verge of despair. The scenes of my life were passing through my mind, and I was about to give up all hope when I saw downstream a dim light. This gave me new courage. As it approached me, I saw that it was a steamer, and as she neared me I shouted with all the strength of a drowning man for help. When they heard me they stopped and threw me a rope, by which I was helped on board. After I was placed in the cabin of the boat, a Union lady, whose name I have often wished I knew, took off my wet clothing, put a dry suit of Uncle Sam's clothes on me, got me up to the stove, and made me drink two horns of whiskey, about fifteen minutes apart. This is the only time that I felt that whiskey did me any good. These kind actions were performed as a mother would perform a duty for her child. I love to think of that woman, and if I knew her whereabouts, I would make her a visit. End of section 30